0: Hello, I'm Chris Kreitchew, and this is New Rustation, a show about the Rust programming language and the people who use it. This is an interview with Lee Bailey, one of the participants in the Increasing Rust's Reach program. Thank you for joining us today. No problem. We'll just jump right in. What was your background with programming before you started the Increasing Rust's Reach program?
1: I've been working as a you know, web developer for like three years, as uh, so of a few weeks ago. So. Okay. I did have programming experience before that, and I have. I did have some Rust experience as well, but not a whole lot. Since I was mostly, I mostly worked with Ember and Rails before. Okay. Um, before that.
0: Hooray, Ember!
1: Yeah, I love Ember. <laughs> I love Rails. I love all those things.
0: Uh, so, how much Rust had you done before you started the program? Then.
1: Um, I had actually. I, What's funny is I I didn't really use any Rust <laughs> on the thing that I did for increasing Rust reach, but um, I I did I have some Rust experience. I uh, I wanted to learn Rust maybe a year prior I started learning um, for my job because we use Rust a little bit um, mm. as part of our. You know, one of our things that we do, um, and I really wanted to, because I, I had been kind of just a front endy, so I wanted to learn something a little more, uh, you know, close to the middle, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> I just I wanted to learn one of those languages, so it seemed like um, a good opportunity, because my my boss is on the core team, and we use it at work, so it was like you know, he was willing to help me. So it was like perfect opportunity to, to learn. So I was like, all right, Rust sounds good. Um, and I actually gave a, a talk under my old name. Um, I gave a talk uh, at the first RustConf and also at Rust Fest Kiev earlier this hmm. year. Um, that was about Ruby and Rust, uh, kind of. It's, it's a little bit of a strange talk.
0: Um, (laughs) strange talks are the best
1: yeah i mean i drew it like it's like a comic and it's kind of a story and it's kind of it's a little weird um (laughs) so i did like i to to learn that i wrote a little um what's it called like a little text-based adventure game Mm. uh with rust and i also wrote the same game with ruby so i could learn
0: you know i can kind of
1: like write the ruby one first and then like sort of move it to Rust piece by piece so I could kind of see the differences and similarities and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So I actually used Rust more before I was involved <laughs> in the
0: increasing Rust's reach program. So before we talk about the increasing Rust's reach program, can you just briefly fill out some of those similarities and differences you found between Rust and Ruby in particular?
1: Well, what's funny is I just, I just gave another talk like at the end of August for a meetup in town called donut JS. That's like a 10 minute long talk, uh, about specifically the similarities between, uh, <laughs> Rust and, Ruby. Um, and the way that I, I mean, the TLDR is that I, I kind of think of them as like different parenting styles. Like I don't have kids, <laughs> right. But I know a lot of parents and it, and I have parents, <laughs> um, but it's kind of like, uh, Rust is, like, father-knows-best kind of, like, strict. It's like, you know, they the parents who, you know, they they really want you to succeed, and they're very strict, and sometimes they can be too strict, and it's annoying, but then, like, you're like, ugh, they were right, you know, at the end of the day. <laughs> like, ugh, wait, I, was, I didn't want to listen to my dad, but, you know, he knows what he's talking about, I guess. Um, and Ruby is more, like, kind of, like, cool hippie parents that will... <laughs> you know, kind you of do whatever you want, man. But it's like, oh, uh, you know, I just got hit by a car crossing the street. <laughs> I shouldn't cross the street. Um, <laughs> that, that's kind of, that's like the quick version of.
0: <laughs> I like it. it.
1: And it's like, yeah, there's nothing wrong. They're both different. They're not, one is not better than another. They have different pros and cons.
0: Yeah. I may steal that. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'll credit you, but I'll steal it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. Yeah, people. uh, I've seen uh, people use my drawing. I have a drawing of the Rust uh, compiler as a referee that people. I've given permission for people to just use it everywhere. So you might have seen a drawing. I
0: have the
1: referee. (laughs) That's mine. That's from my my talk that I gave at RustConf last year and my um, Rust Fest Kiev talk as well.
0: Same talk. I will. I will have links to that in the show notes for those who are interested.
1: Yes, and um, I, I, it's. Uh, it was. Uh, I did the talk talks under different names, so not get confused. It's still me.
0: <laughs> yes. What got you interested in the increasing Rust's reach program? Then, given that sort of background.
1: Well, it's funny. Like, even though I had done talks and I kind of was involved in the community a little bit already, I kind of. I felt like I hadn't really found a thing I could do, you know. Like I, I, I wanted to be involved more and like, mm-hmm. be, like do something, work on some project, you know, contribute to something. And I, I just like I had given, you know, little things here and there, like oh, like you typo fix in somebody's, you know, repo or whatever but i was like oh this is an opportunity for me to like get involved in a project like in a thing that i can help with um and because i really like the rust community i you know i was just happy to do whatever <laughs> whatever they would give me <laughs> so <laughs> um i ended up working on the like i guess the website team like to redesign the rust Lang uh website and
0: thank you <laughs>
1: Yeah. Um I yeah, so I that's what I worked on for the couple of months. Um it it was it, it's funny because myself and the, the person I was working with, like we had team we had a team of two with our uh, Aaron Turan was the our like I guess mm-hmm. advisor. I don't I don't know. So me and Alex who um was my partner, we worked on the actual design, but neither of us really we had some design experience, but like I'm, I don't consider myself like a designer. So it was, mm-hmm. I was like, I know how to make a website, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And I went to art school, so it's not like I don't have, you know, uh-huh. a sensibility, you know. Um, so it was a little bit challenging, but we we did come up with a rough thing by the end of the three months, and and I was able to build kind of like a. <laughs> skeleton for it so that it will be easier hopefully to update as well in in Mm the future and one of the concerns that uh we were given to keep in mind is that like it's i guess they have to they have a whole build of the site for every single language that Mm -hmm. they have so i thought it would be cool if we're like well what if we just have like a markdown file for you know we just have like a the main frame and you just kind of, can kind of like parse the markdown and spit it out into the website. Um, so that's like one of my goals. I hadn't actually accomplish that, but um, I started to.
0: <laughs> Starting is something.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's only so much you can do with like three to five hours a week or several, like three months. So
0: yes. Well, do I know it? Well, <laughs> does every open source contributor or maintainer out there know it? I think.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping to be able to work on it more in the future and like continue the work that I started, but Mm -hmm. I haven't, you know, I haven't gotten to that yet, but fingers crossed that I do get to
0: continue. So how much, if any, Rust was involved in that, or was it mostly thinking about just the visual and sort of structural approach for the website?
1: Um, there's no Rust involved. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had the opportunity to like, like when we were cause basically Aaron was like, do whatever you want. <laughs> 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 like, I don't know anything about making a website. So like you figure it you know, like you can do whatever you want. And I was like, sweet. So, um, Alex, who I worked with on the project, she was like, oh yeah, well, do you think we should use, you know, one of the Rust?" Frameworks and I was like, mm, you know, it would be cool, but I don't know if it's like the best choice. Like, it, sure, it, it would be. I think the best thing is to make it easy to update and fix. Mm-hmm. And so, like, we ended up making like a really basic Sinatra site. Mm-hmm. And my plan was to use some of the code for a Ruby gem that I had built for work. Uh, for our documentation site uh, that basically just like parses markdown and spits it out into a little you know mm-hmm. thing so that we could just it would be super easy to update for people uh, but yeah the design was like the hardest part because I'm not really a designer uh, I, I mean I'm more of a designer than most of the people that I know who like, are <laughs> in my position so yeah uh, Yeah, I mean, like, Alex and I both figured something out, and we have, like, a rough idea of what we want. It's, you know, it's nice. It's got colors. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) I feel like it's easier to navigate. One of the things I wanted to work on was making it, uh, like, mobile-friendly, so you could Mm -hmm. easily read it on a mobile device. And um, what else? Like, I want to make it more accessible you know in terms of people with like vision impairments or whatever um stuff like that but yeah I didn't even get close to a lot of that stuff and, you know.
0: <laughs> those are large tasks as well I know as a front-end web developer myself yeah you know, there's a lot there
1: <laughs> yeah and Alex didn't have Alex like had to learn some of the stuff like during, mm. on the project so it wasn't like you know her background was more like back endy kind of stuff so she You know, she, I don't think she had ever really used Ruby before. So Mm. it was, you know, yeah, we did what I feel like we did pretty good considering.
0: (laughs) What, if anything, would you say was the biggest thing you learned as part of the program? Whether that's about Rust specifically, or given everything we just said, more likely about other things.
1: Well, I've never had the opportunity to build a site like that from scratch. So it was really... Fun and interesting to like weigh all my options, and mm-hmm. I've never had such a big thing either. Like put in front of me and had somebody be like, "Do your thing," you know. So <laughs> I'm like, uh, "Am I the boss?" <laughs> um, this is scary. So yeah, I mean, I learned a lot about like just from thinking about all the different things I can do and mm-hmm. the options I had, and. And I, you know, I've never really had the opportunity. Like, like one of the things I did was build out, like, the basic, um, like, to use SaaS and stuff. Like, I, I've always just jumped into big projects that already existed. So I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm going to build out how the CSS is, like, in there and <laughs> how are we structured and, you know, what kind of thing we use and how do we, whatever, like, all that stuff. Yeah. Basic stuff that you don't really think about if you're like me and you've always just, like, you just join a giant thing that's already in existence.
0: Yeah, those things are huge. And I think they're easy to overlook when you're thinking about the kinds of things that you need to make a huge project like Rust broadly successful. Somebody has to set up the SaaS build for yeah. the website. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not just the sort of how good at you are you at slinging low-level Rust code. Those Those kinds of things all add up. Yeah. So thank you for doing some groundwork.
1: <laughs> I tried. <laughs> I, did, I did my best.
0: What, if anything, did not go well in this? With an eye to what kinds of things can we do better next time, if indeed we do a next time?
1: I think I probably could have used more guidance, or because I enjoyed my experience. I had a positive experience, but... I kind of expected a little more structure or guidance and Mm -hmm. it's not bad that I didn't have as much as I thought. I just wish that I knew that I wasn't going to have as much Mm. as I thought. Cause then I would have put a lot more work into the beginning of like really putting the structure down for myself, you know, instead of being like, hey, what do you think of this? And then like crickets and then me being like, uh, should I do it? I guess I'm doing it, you know? Uh, (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, like if I had known in the beginning that it was going to be like that, then I would have just, you know, it's fine. Like I would have just been a little more assertive and been like, yes, this is what I'm doing. This is the best choice.
0: Definitely. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. On the other hand, what kinds of things went well with it you said you enjoyed your experience were there any particular things that stand out that way
1: it's not exactly the pro like I, well i'm just going to talk about my my trip to zurich which was my like reward for
0: <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great
1: or like it's like if you get basically everyone that was in the program got to choose one of three uh Russ conferences to attend mm-hmm. and uh, they'd be covered and RustConf was one of them, but my company uh, runs RustConf, so I was like, I'm already <laughs> going there, and I live in Portland, so that's nah. That's
0: not as exciting. No,
1: and then the other was like Columbus, which is fine, but uh, I've been to Columbus, and uh, the other one was RustFest in Zurich, so I was like, yeah, you like to <laughs> take me to Zurich. But the coolest thing about that trip was not, I mean, it was really cool to see Zurich, but uh, the coolest thing was meeting like a bunch of other people who were in the program who Mm -hmm. were in the other groups. It was just so cool to, uh, you know, I was just sitting, I was sitting in this big room, you know, full of people who kind of look the same, you know, that's no offense. uh, But (laughs) I, you know, I looked to my left and my right and I'm like, Oh, and then there's like the the other people. (laughs) (laughs) uh, people Yes. Don't look like the rest of the room. And it, it was just, cool to have like a built-in group to roll with who I felt comfortable you know like we immediately felt comfortable with each other we were we like I went to dinner with all like a bunch of them like every night you know it was just Mm -hmm. it was great it was just great to have like a built-in crew because usually even though Rust people are super friendly it's like usually i go to these conferences and i'm like maybe i know one person and i'm super yeah. awkward in real life so you know i'm like oh, <laughs> should i talk to them i don't know oh they're too cool you know whatever so <laughs> it was really cool that the program kind of helped me have like a built-in group of you know, pals to hang out with who, you know, I felt very comfortable with,
0: you know, immediately. That's really excellent.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm, I'm delighted to hear it because one of the things I was most excited about with this program was some of that because as friendly and welcoming as the Rust community is, as much as the leadership goes out of their way to do that, it's low-level systems programming, which means it's like the middle-class, white, nerdiest <laughs> part of programming. <laughs> Yeah, so, and I, like, I say that as a middle-class white guy nerd, like yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm exactly that demographic, but it, I'm really glad to hear that you had that just at that actual experience in Zurich, because that's huge. And that's what we need a lot more of.
1: Yeah. It's, it was funny because I, yeah, at the beginning of the conference, I was sitting next to someone who I was like, I, I was like, oh, you know, I think she started talking to me and, I, and then we were chatting and then it, we were like, oh, you're in residence i'm in rust like we just sort of already gravitated towards each other (laughs) so it was like just it was just really funny um but yeah then we all ended up kind of like hanging out of school Um,
0: that's awesome i'm i'm really delighted to hear that yeah i'm i'm glad if nothing else whatever the technical outcomes of increasing Rust's reach. And from what I've been able to gather, there, there've been some nice small wins from that. And small wins are the kinds of wins I love to see the most because they add up so much. Yeah, yeah. But those kind of cultural wins are, I think, bigger and more important in a lot of ways than the specific technical outcomes are.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was great for me because I'm I always, you know, even if I know people at a conference, I always feel pretty awkward, especially... In a room full of you know, like white guys, like cis white guys. <laughs> you know, like like some of my best friends are cis white guys. Yep. But <laughs> you know it's just I'm not one and you know, whatever.
0: Yeah. And that matters. It, it yeah. really does matter.
1: Yeah. It was cool.
0: I'm I'm really glad to hear it. You mentioned hoping to get back to some of the website work. Around that, do you have any sort of medium term goals with this project or other things with Rust that you would like to do now that you've wrapped up this specific program?
1: Well, a little thing that I'm kind of messing around with that's not related to the, the Rust website is um, we, we had a hackathon at my job. Mm-hmm. Um, last week, yeah, last week, um, we're only seven people, so it's not like a crazy <laughs> thing, but, <laughs> um, one of my goals, you know, all of us were like, asked, what do you want to do? And I was like, well, I just want to write Russ. Please let me write Rust. <laughs> I don't care what I'm doing. Just let me write Rust. So, um, one of the things we all kind of were trying to do was do like, uh, some t- kind of a Slack bot. So my coworker, Peter, and I used uh, Helix to write Rust to make a Slack bot in our real app. So that was really fun. And I I think I would, I'm kind of trying to, I think they're, like Yehuda and Godfrey, who wrote the framework for the Slack bots that we all did, um, Mm -hmm. I think they're going to extract that Code and then because I was trying to extract it and I was like I don't know what I'm doing, um, <laughs> <laughs> but if, if they extract that into like an open source thing, then I would like to like use that and build the Slack bot that like rebuild the one that I was working on with Peter um, and use Helix just for funsies, you know? You know it's not necessary. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit overkill actually, but but it's cool. Uh, I just really like REST. I just really want. to to write it so i'm excited to kind of like get you know work on that for a little bit just for fun
0: that sounds cool you should definitely tweet and blog about all of that when you do it because i want to know about it i've had it in my the back of my head for a while that i would love to write a slack bot specifically in rust so
1: yeah yeah because we yeah we have it we had it written for our rails app and the part that i wrote was like uh it it was the idea is that we wanted a conference. That could just mm-hmm. list conferences or tell you the conferences that are you know have CFPs open right now or you know stuff like Ooh. that because a bunch of us you know in the office we like to submit talks and stuff mm-hmm. like that. so uh, and it's hard to keep track of all the conferences
0: so yes
1: it would <laughs> it would be cool like the, the one that we built in one day was just Ruby conferences but it would be cool to build something that was you know what kind of conference do you know uh, oh Rust conference okay here's their Rust conference. <laughs> All three of them. All three of them. All the RustFest and then RustConf. <laughs> and maybe uh, Rust Rustbot Rust. Yeah. So. Yes.
0: <laughs> that sounds excellent. And if or when that gets open sourced, I'm totally going to steal it and use it for our company because that would be awesome.
1: Yeah, I'm hoping they, they had talked. Uh, even Godfrey had talked yesterday about like, oh, during our uh, weekly planning, they were like, oh, we should extract that, and it's like, fingers crossed, please. <laughs> yes. That <laughs> would be cool if they did.
0: Is there anything else you'd like to add about Rust, the increasing Rust Reach program, the community, et cetera?
1: Not really. I mean, I only have positive and happy feelings about Rust and the Rust community. I love Rust. I love the Rust community and I hope to continue being involved and, you know, doing something even if I'm not working on the site, you know.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for your participation, and thanks so much for your time talking with me today. I've really enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, me too. Thanks for having me.
0: My pleasure. Thanks so much, as always, to this month's sponsors. Aaron Turon, Alexander Payne, Anthony Deschamps, Chris Palmer, Christopher Gifford, Benam Esfabod, Dan Abrams, Daniel Cullen, David W. Allen, John Rudnick. Matt Rudder, Nathan Scully, Nick Stevens, Peter Tillemans, Olaf Leidinger, Lucie Sonaya, Ray Flavin, and Vesa Kalavirta. If you're enjoying the show, please let others know about it. Tell them in person, or tell them on social media, or write and review it in your favorite podcast directory. If you're feeling especially generous, you can also help by sending some financial support for the show my way at patreon.com/neurostation or via any of a number of other services I've listed on the show website neurostation.com. Neurostation.com also has scripts and code samples for most of the teaching episodes, as well as transcripts for many of the interviews and full show notes for every episode. The show is on Twitter, at New Rust Station, or you can follow me there, at Chris Kreitcho. Do tweet at me with news, with topic ideas, with potential interviewees, etc. You can also respond in the threads on the Rust user forums, Reddit, or Hacker News. Or you can send me an email, and that is always my favorite. Until next time, happy coding.